If you don't use a CRM already, or if you are looking for a CRM jam-packed with features, we highly recommend HoneyBook. They have saved us a ton of time, which correlates to saving us money. We really love how simple it is to use and work through, from everything to sending out a brochure to creating an automated workflow. We feel they have everything you need. Just a disclaimer, we are affiliates of HoneyBook and we would receive a small commission. So we would love it if you used our link below to start saving time and money today. Wedding Filmmaking for Beginners podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about why you should still be raising your prices right now. I know that that sounds a little counterintuitive and foreign for what's going on, but trust me, this is all going to make sense here in a few minutes. And I'm going to talk about how literally over the weekend, we rose our prices again. And I want to encourage everybody to do the same and then just just hear me out. Trust me, this is going to make some sense. So I want to kind of go over our system and how the, how, why, what, and when of when we actually raise our prices. We do things, I don't want to say differently, but we, we mapped out a little process to where we are constantly raising our prices. And what I mean by that is if we shoot three weddings, we raise our prices. So if we are, if we shot a wedding the last three weeks in a row, we will raise our price $300. That's just, we just a blanket. If our weddings were 1500 bucks, we just shot three weddings. We raised our prices 300 bucks to $1,800. Why do we do that? You gain experience with every wedding that you shoot. So it doesn't matter right, wrong, or indifferent. You are gaining experience when you shoot a wedding. Uh, you make mistakes, you learn from those mistakes, you might purchase new equipment, you learn how to use the equipment better than what you did, you know, three weddings ago. So it is important for you to continually raise your prices to reflect your experience level. Where we also raise our prices is when we book five weddings. If we book five weddings, so let's say we just booked five weddings today for 2021, we will raise our prices $300. Why you ask? It's because we know that when we shoot those five weddings, we are going to get more experience from those weddings. So we have things broken down by bookings and broken down by the weddings that we shoot. Uh, That includes right now. We rose our prices over the weekend, 300 bucks. We went from our base package price of $3,299 to $3,599. I want to talk about COVID. Something that we mentioned last podcast was all but two of our weddings were moved to next year. With that being said, we had nine weddings booked for next year. We had to sit down and think about what we could do 
to, I don't want to say slow down the process, but to kind of get next year under control. We try to shoot 15 to 20 weddings a year. So we, we always shoot for 15. That's, that's our goal. And if we need to go over by a couple then then we go over, we bill ourselves as more of a boutique wedding company that likes to get to know our couples. We, you know, prior all this nonsense, we really liked getting together with our couples about a month prior, you know, getting some drinks, having dinner, just really getting to know each other. Uh, it just, it makes the wedding day so much easier. And when you're shooting less weddings, you have that ability compared to if you were shooting 50 weddings, you know, trying to get together with 50 couples and that kind of stuff would be really difficult. So we, canceled one wedding and refunded their retainer. And like I said, in the last episode, that is a business decision. I'm not saying that everybody should be refunding their retainers. I'm not telling you to, uh, keep your retainers like that. That is a decision that you need to make as a company. We just thought it was better for us if we refunded the retainer. And then, you know, we, both parties just went their separate ways. It was just, it was easier for us. Just talking about retainers, that's a super delicate topic, so you need to be really careful with what you're doing with that. Just understand that right now is a very strange time, and just be careful no matter which way you're going. So make sure that you're talking to a legal professional. Make sure that you're talking to a contract attorney if you have one. Uh, And then if you are canceling or moving, I would highly recommend you having a legal professional look over your contract and then putting in amendments to the contract uh, with various stipulations for for your company, whether that's, you know, non-disclosure agreements or, you know, mutually parting ways, uh, that kind of stuff. So it's we're we're in a completely different time right now. So it's it's really important that everybody is taking care of themselves and we're all looking out for each other's best interest. Um, so what did, so what, what is good? What, what does good look like right now when it comes to raising a price? I was listening to a podcast that had John Snyder from Southern light cinema and he had just this really, really good idea or policy, I guess would be a better word for it that I completely bought into as soon as he said it. His general rule was that in January, you should be one third booked for whatever your target number is for that year. So for us at 15 weddings, we should have five weddings booked for 2021. We had two I think there was two weddings booked for 2021 in March when all of this started to kick off. So now you take our seven other weddings that just moved in. Now we're at nine. We have nine weddings booked for 2021 and it's not even January. We are well over halfway. What John went into detail about was you can gauge in a typical, in your average year, you can gauge what your, just in general, if your prices are too low or if your prices are too high, 
based on the amount of bookings that you have in January. If your target number was 50 and you have 40 weddings booked in January, chances are your prices are too low. If your target was 50 and you have one booked in January, chances are your prices are too high. Now, for us going into 2021, we are well over halfway booked, which tells us that it would be a good idea to raise our prices at this point because we need to slow down what's going on for 2021. We don't want to be completely booked in December of this year for next year. So now is a safe bet for us to start raising our prices so we can slow down the flow and then we can kind of remain where we're at. When what I was talking about with every five weddings booked, if at the rate that we're going right now in October, we will raise our prices again because we're shooting at least three more weddings by the end of October. If we continue to book at $35.99 and we book five more weddings, we will raise our prices again. Because if we booked five more weddings right now at $35.99, that puts us at 14 weddings for 2021. And we only, our target is 15. And most of us know that videography, as horrible it is to say, is we're a little lower on the totem pole. So people typically book a vendor. They book the photographer, they get their dress, they do some other things, and then they're like, oh, I want a video. So I know in our experience, we are used to having people reach out to us three to four months prior to their wedding date and asking for our services. Well, if we are all the way booked in 2021, before 2021 even happens, we won't have that ability next year. So we want to raise, well, I don't want to say we want, we did raise our prices so we can slow the flow down a little bit. What does raising, uh, what does raising your prices do for you in general? Just in really quick, some common sense things. Typically when you're shooting a higher priced wedding, those are more portfolio pieces. Like we have an area here in downtown Boston called Stateroom. I pointed like everybody would know where Boston was in case you were wondering. Um, the Stateroom is an amazing venue and it's a pretty upscale venue. So when you're shooting at a venue like the Stateroom, you use that as a por portfolio piece. Chances are those individuals shooting at the Stateroom have a higher budget. And they, they're just, they're paying more for people's services. It's not, you know, it's not something that's good or bad. It's just typically when you're shooting, when someone can afford more, the wedding is going to be nicer. That's not to say anything about people with lower budgets by any means. We've shot plenty of beautiful lower budget weddings. We just, we've moved into a slightly different market at this point. We've kind of grown out of the knot, which we used. 
uh, and we've moved into a different, a different market just in general. Uh, how did we do that? We kept increasing our prices and we were following the trends in the market that we live in. I want to say just from general Googling, uh, our, the average wedding price out here is for a videographer look to be around 3000. Uh, I know some folks that are at the $7,000 range and I know some people that are at the $1,000 range. That's not a good or bad thing. It's just where they are currently with their company and what kind of weddings that they're booking. We just kind of steamrolled through everything. We started off, we shot our first wedding we did for free. Uh, we used that one wedding on the knot and our website. And that was it. That was all the website had was that one wedding. So all of the still images that were on the website were from the same wedding. And, you know, the, the hero image as you're coming down the website, that was the one wedding. And then our one single YouTube video, that was it. We sat down and kind of mapped out like what we thought we were worth, what our equipment was worth. And we decided that 1500 was the right price point. We booked two or three weddings at 1500 uh, And then we rose our prices to 1800 And then we rose our prices again. And then again. And then we, we were doing a package-based system. So bronze, silver, gold, platinum. And we just, we found that couples like to be a little bit more flexible. So we changed to a base package at around the $2,400 mark. We went from being a base package or we went from being a standard packages piece to a base package with everything else a la carte. Uh, we had our highest wedding book over the weekend. So we're, we're finally breaking, you know, into the, you know, over $4,000 mark now, which is good. It's good for us. And we've done that because we have consistently risen our prices and we just do it in a very methodical manner. Do the number of inquiries slow down? Yeah, absolutely. Of course they do. Uh, is it horrifying when you raise your prices? Yes. Like we haven't had, we just rose our prices over the weekends. So we haven't had a new inquiry at the new price point, but yeah, it's always a scary thing. If we notice that we are not booking weddings at the new price point, we'll drop it back down to where it was. It's, you know, you got to keep probing the market and keep trying to, you know, move the needle. We, we lost out to another company and we lost out based on price and why that kind of got under my skin was they were exponentially cheaper than what we are. And the issue with that is they are significantly better videographers than what we are. And that's why I got so, I guess, upset is the right word. When the couple reached out to us and said, oh, we went with company B because we could get more, you know, for, for our money and that price point. And so of course I did some internet research and I pulled up company B and their work is fantastic. I mean, fan 
fantastic. I watched it and was like, man, maybe in three, four years, I'll be at the level that they are at. Their work was beautiful. And I could not believe that they were charging so much less than what we were charging. And it's it's a good thing to raise your prices. I guarantee you that they could be making double what I'm making right now for a wedding video. And while raising your prices is a personal decision and it's really up to everybody, it does slow growth in the market when you have companies that are just making a fantastic product for significantly cheaper than what the average product would be going for to begin with. Uh, I don't know if any of you have watched Sculpting with Time. If you haven't, you should. But just, just be ready to be depressed when you watch their videos because you will get an inferiority complex. Their videos are unbelievably good. I'm talking they're on a level of good that is not typical. And that's, that's not to put down anybody else's work. It's just, they are on a completely different level when it comes to wedding videography. Their work is just, it's insane. So imagine somebody like that charging a thousand dollars a video and what that would do to the surrounding market in general. It would crush everyone's prices because people would see that and be like, well, that's what I get for a grand. So that's what I'm going to go with. And you, you want to, you want to sit down and evaluate, make the right business decision on raising your prices. But you really need to think about experience. If you're shooting 20 to 30 weddings a year and you're not raising your prices, you really should. Like that's, that's just my personal opinion, but you know, we've shot 26 weddings, 27 weddings and our, our prices, you know, we're 3,600 bucks. That's what our starting price is now. And if you're pumping out content, you should really be, you should really be looking at raising your prices. And I know that it's scary. That's that whole thing that I talked about the last episode, but change, change is scary just in general, but you can always move your prices back down. So it's always good to explore the market to see what, you know, what you can be doing. Uh, I know for us personally, we, we are raising our prices still despite what's going on with the coronavirus, because we want to keep the amount of weddings that we have at the same level. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I don't have enough time to edit 30 wedding films next year. I just don't. It's just between two kids and activities and that kind of stuff. That's just, it's not in the cards for me. So it's not worth me to shoot all of those weddings and then give people a subpar product because I'm just trying to churn them out as fast as humanly possible. So we raise our prices we're going to test the market. We're going to see if we continue to book. And if even if we only book another three weddings this year at that price, we're still way overbooked for next year, just with our personal numbers. So we will continue 
to reassess and evaluate and raise prices at an incremental level as we shoot more weddings and as we book more weddings. And I would really encourage you to sit down, look at how many weddings you've done, how many weddings that you're slated to do, and if raising your prices is a good option for you. Right now, it's a good option for us. That's just, we're in a good position to where raising our prices makes sense. If If you're shooting another five to 10 weddings this year, you have to think to yourself, your experience level is also going up which means just just in general terms for any employer for any business for any person the more experience you get at a job the higher you should be getting paid like your pay should be directly reflectant on your experience level if you're new obviously you're not going to you're not going to get paid that much that makes perfect sense but if you've been doing this for 5 years and you've shot 200 weddings, your experience is significantly different than the other person. So you should be making more money than the other person. And for us, we would prefer to shoot less weddings and make and charge more. So rather than shooting 50 weddings at $1,000 a pop, we would rather shoot 15 weddings at $5,000 a pop. That's just more beneficial for our family and our schedules and that kind of stuff. So, you know, just to wrap things up, well, actually, let me backtrack. In our situation, every time we have risen our prices, it has worked out. Every time that we have sat down and said, hey, we just shot three weddings, let's bump this up a couple hundred bucks, It's worked out. We have continued to book weddings. We are still booking weddings. And that's not because we're taking advantage of people or we're trying to shove products down people's throats. It's the quality of our work is reflectant in our prices. People trust us to give them a solid quality product and we deliver that solid quality product so we can continue to move our prices up in a positive direction. Um, so I would, so let's, let's just to kind of bring things together, kind of wrap things up in our opinion right now, because most of your weddings have probably moved to next year. Now is a good time to test raising your prices. And why I say that is because most of us are probably well over halfway booked for next year. And following John Snyder's, you know, little mantra about being one third booked, most of us are well over that to begin with. So now would be a time to test the market, see, you know, what impact it has if you raise your prices, even 200 bucks. You know, I, I have a, I have a friend of mine who's a photographer who, uh, you know, she was joking with me the last like three times ago when we rose our prices about how long it had been with her not raising her prices. And she is widely successful out here. And there's, you know, in my opinion, there's no reason why people 
as they grow, should not be charging more for their product. We get better at editing. We get better, better at sound design. We get better at shooting. There's no reason why we shouldn't be charging more for our experience level. Uh, you know, the, the best word of advice that I have, if you're hesitant about raising your prices in our case right now, we have nine, nine or 10 weddings booked already for next year. Worst case scenario, even if we let these prices go for the next four months as they are, and we don't book one wedding, we still have nine or 10 weddings booked next year. We have plenty of weddings to fall back on to give us time to see what happens with our price adjustment. You're always going to have those weddings because those aren't going anywhere for next year. So this gives you the opportunity to test it. And, you know, I just, your prices should not stay stagnant. They should not stay in the same spot. If you are continuously working, you're booking and that kind of stuff, you should be raising your prices. Just test it. Let me know in the chat, send me an email. Let me know if you've been booking more, you've been booking less, uh, more than happy to answer questions for you. That's the system that we've been using and it works at least it works for us. So I would highly encourage you to at least try it. If it, if you don't think that it's working, you can always scale your prices back down. So yeah, I mean, that's it. Raise your prices. All right. Thanks for watching uh, or listening. If you're listening to the podcast, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe. And I hope everybody's staying safe and we will talk to you in the next episode. Bye everybody. If you are looking to jumpstart your career and increase your abilities as a filmmaker, we highly recommend the full-time filmmaker course from Parker Walbeck. The course has hundreds of videos from camera basics to editing a corporate video. And did I mention they have Wedding Video Pro with Jake Weisler? The content is unbelievable. Use our affiliate link below to get started. You won't regret it. Just a disclaimer, we are affiliates of Full-Time Filmmaker and we would receive a small commission. So we would love it if you used our link below to launch your education today.